0: The key to shifting your mindset and becoming millions minded is to have a belief that is at the next level. Because when you believe at the next level, your energy attracts people who are looking for what it is you have to offer, right? I say all the time that small minds can't close big deals and your income will always follow the level of your belief. So if you want to shift, If you desire to make millions, they have got to start in your mind. They have to start in your mind. That means you have to spend time thinking about them. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnell Jervie Harmon. The place to be for high-level conversations about all things millions. Your mission, mindset, methodologies, mandate, movement, messaging, marketing, metrics, and most definitely your money. I am your host, spiritual business growth coach, Dr. Darnell J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you're ready to move to your next level everything, let's get this party started. episode is powered by Move to Millions Live, the only live event experience if you have millions on your mind. Learn more now at movetomillionsevent.com. In today's episode, we're going to deal with the elephant in the room, or should I say the six inches in between your ears, we are going to talk about mindset. And here's the thing. I started thinking about what I wanted to call this podcast episode, and I immediately went to hip hop song from back in the day. Of course, it's not called Millions Minded. It's called, well, I don't know. The chorus says, Criminally Minded, You've Been Blinded. Like, that's what I thought about initially as I started to record this episode. I actually just started to think about this episode. I do believe that unless you're millions minded, you have been blinded. And so today I wanna share some insights into how to shift your mindset to put yourself on a trajectory to create millions, to make millions, to move millions, and to leave millions to your loved ones. Here's what I know. Until you work on the six inches in between your ears, you will not feel six, seven, eight, nine, 10 figures between your fingers. Many of you have heard me share the stories over the years, how I shifted my own mindset to open up a space to be able to allow for more money to come in. Because what I know is that there's no shortage of money. What I also know is that money is an energy. And it will take on whatever meaning you give it. If you keep speaking over yourself that it is hard to make money or that you have to work hard for money, then it will be hard for you to make money and to access money. But if you learn how to flip the script and make your belief and the way you show up, your posture and your alignment, that money comes to you easily and effortlessly and it is there anytime you desire it then guess what will happen? That's what will happen with money. And so today, I just wanna talk to you about the real reason that you don't have money enough to give, spend, invest, and save. That has been one of the declarations that I've made over myself for years. I wake up every single morning before my feet hit the floor, the carpet in my bedroom, I say, thank you, Lord. And then I proceed to speak life over my life One of them being, thank you. I am so happy and grateful that I have more money than I can give, spend, invest, and save. Can we just think about that for a second? How much money that must be that at any particular moment you can go out and make a purchase that you could give to a cause, an individual, a family member, if that's your thing, that you could invest and a new opportunity to move your business forward, stock market, real estate, and you would have money saved for that proverbial rainy day. That's a lot of money. Here's what I know. When I started speaking that over my life on a continuous basis from a space of belief ingrained in my heart, that was my reality. I started to have more money than I could give, spend, invest, and save. We're going to get into why you don't have that and how to shift it so that you can. So here's what I know. What holds us back are the stories that we tell ourselves. And I don't know what stories you have been telling yourself. So let me just tell you some of the stories I used to tell myself. I used to tell myself that where I came from, I was not supposed to have access to money. I was born in the projects. Now, we were only in the projects for my first two years. By the time I turned two, we had moved just outside of the projects. like literally. The projects were on one side of Speakman Park in Wilmington, Delaware. And we lived in one of the two houses on the other side, literally just out of the projects. And that meant that the mentality and the people with whom I spent my time were still in the projects. And the beliefs that we held was that access to money was not for us and that we had to struggle. I watched my mom. In my early years, I think you know my mom went to jail when I was eight, but I watched my mom rob Peter to pay Paul. My mom was a booster. And in case you don't know what I mean when I say that, they go into stores, they steal stuff, and then they go out and sell it. They boost it on the street. That was my mother. That's how she made money to take care of us. And listen, I'm not knocking my mom. I think she did the best that she could with what she had. I'm grateful. As children, we had name brand everything. Like you wouldn't be able to tell that we were robbing Peter to pay Paul because we had it all. Fast forward to my mom goes to jail. We're now living with my father. We have almost nothing. (laughs) My dad actually had a really good job. He worked for General Motors as an industrial engineer. At that time, this is 80s, 90s. He's making like 50 some thousand dollars a year, but we felt impoverished. Definitely reasons as to why we felt that. I want to put my dad's business completely in the street, but we felt impoverished and we technically had resource. All of these things, all of these experiences that you have in your life have generated stories and those stories are likely not serving you. They're in fact holding you back. They're creating fear and overwhelm and doubt and worry. They're creating those negative emotions that will never serve you, but will absolutely distract and detract from what it is that you're desiring to bring inside of your life experience. So how do we flip the script, right? We got to start changing the story. And the way that we do that is we make a powerful shift. Shift is an acronym that stands for seeing yourself having infinite financial resources to access all you crave. Let me repeat that. See yourself having infinite financial resources to access all you crave. If you're not driving right now as you're listening to this podcast episode, I want you to grab a notebook and I want you to write down what will it look like or what does it look like to have infinite financial resources. I want you to tell yourself a different story. I had a coach that I worked with a couple of years ago. And she had me rewrite my story. Because a lot of times when we come into a situation or we see the way that we feel things, we victimize ourselves because of what we've been through. And she said, you know what? At any point in time, you can stop telling yourself that story. And I looked at her with the deer in the headlights look, because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need more than that, right? You're going to have to tell me how I can start telling myself a different story. And she said, write it. Write what you want the story to be. To this day, I have a note in my iPhone, you know how you can use the notes function, that is my new story. In the morning, when I first wake up, first 20 minutes after I thank the Lord, I read my new story. Before I go to bed, I read my new story out loud both times so that I can make a covenant with God and the abundant universe to bring me what it is that I am desiring inside of my life experience. But I had to see it in order to see it so that I could experience it. And today I am living many of the moments inside of my new story. And it is because I have trained my mind to focus on what it is that I desire and not what it is that I see. I love that song, Praise Him in Advance by Marvin Sapp. He says in the intro, he goes, he's looking for some people who refuse to allow what they see to hinder what they believe. See, until you catch up to your millions, you're going to have to refuse to allow whatever's in your life experience at that particular point in time to hinder what you know to be true. When I was bankrupt, when I was eating ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly, I believed that the day would come when I would have more money than I could give, invest, spend or save. And I acted as if that day was coming sooner rather than later instead of allowing myself to be trapped inside of my reality and all hope to be gone. Listen, I believe that your ability to be successful is mostly about your mindset. 95% of success, I believe, is tied to the six inches in between your ears. And when we're talking about being millions-minded, we're talking specifically about the way you see yourself and the way you see money. And the way you see yourself will always impact the way you see money. Until you believe, until you know that you know, that you know, like you know your name, that you are completely worthy, you are fully deserving, you will struggle with money and your relationship with money will be funny. What do I mean when I say a relationship with money? I'm referring to the way that you interact and communicate with the money that you have, should have, used to have, want to have, wish you had, and how it affects you and your life and your business on a daily basis. So if you don't have a respectful relationship with money, it is possible that you will not create positive affirming thoughts and feelings about it. And the lack thereof will actually prevent you from bringing more of it into your life and business. You may more than likely undercharge or find yourself working for free unless you learn how to challenge what you believe to be true about money. And what you believe to be true about money is what you learned between birth and the age of seven. It's your inner seven-year-old running your life that we've got to get under control so that we can shift the way you see money and help you to become millions-minded. Here's what I know, most people struggle with discussing anything that pertains to money. And you know what I believe the reason why is? It's because of how we are raised and what we put on in us. I'm talking specifically about media and TV and social media is not helping. There are many of you who scroll on social media and find yourself questioning or comparing yourself to someone's fabricated reality, right? When it comes to the way we see money, it's based on the TV we used to watch. I grew up, I was born in 1975, so I grew up watching Good Times. Y'all know Good Times. They made it fun to live in the projects, right? It was dynamite. (laughs) I grew up watching Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days and Sanford and Son and Mel's Diner or Alice. I think the show was called Alice. (laughs) All in the Family, all of those kinds of shows. Those shows made it desirable to have less. Fonzie's office was the bathroom. And we grew up internalizing those messages to make it okay that we went without the things that we desire. And we were kids, so we didn't know any better. Now I hope you realize, and if you don't, let me just hip you to this real quick. When we're born, we're born only with a subconscious mind. Our conscious mind is formed based on the experiences we take in between birth and the age of seven. So everything that our families do when we're young becomes what we consciously believe to be true for our own life experience. I know it's deep, right? So between your family and the media, you've likely been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and brainwashed into thinking that having less is more desirable. I'm not even gonna get started on those of you who grew up in church like I did and got all the scriptures misinterpreted when it comes to money that also made you feel jaded about charging for your gifts when you came into entrepreneurship. But let me just say that that is, however, not what God desires for you. I mean, first and foremost, Genesis 1 and 26 says, let us make man in our own image and likeness. That means you and me were created to be gods of the earth. We were created in the image and likeness of God, the creator of the abundant universe, the source of all that is good and the Holy Spirit. We were created in his image and likeness. That makes us instantly worthy. But how many of you are telling yourself a story that you are not worthy because someone challenged your worth as a child? Maybe someone told you that in your situation, you would be just like your no good, insert mom, dad, uncle, cousin, aunt, whomever. And that story ruminated and resonated. And it stayed with you for years. And today as an entrepreneur trying to grow your own million dollar company, you are struggling because you don't believe that you're worth it. What about Jeremiah 1 and 5, which says before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you and approved you, okay? If you didn't think you were worthy after Genesis 1 and 26, I mean, we're talking about the first chapter of the Bible, the 26, so we didn't even get that far in before our worth was established. Then Jeremiah 1 and 5 comes back and reinforces that we were approved, that God said, let there be, and there was us. We came here with purpose and potential, abundance. Or Deuteronomy 8 and 18, which says that it is the Lord, our God, that has given us the power to create wealth. I believe that's the same power that he approved in us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Or Colossians 3 and 23, which says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord and not as unto man, so that from God you can get your inheritance. Or John 10 and 10, which says that he sent his son that you might have life more abundantly. Or my favorite, Ephesians 3 and 20, that you might do exceeding and abundant above all you could ever ask of think or imagine according to the power that is at work within you. That means that being millions minded is just the tip of the iceberg because there's a desire for there to be exceeding and abundant over and above the million dollar mark in your life experience. The key to shifting your mindset and becoming millions minded is to have a belief That is at the next level because when you believe at the next level, your energy attracts people who are looking for what it is you have to offer, right? I say all the time that small minds can't close big deals and your income will always follow the level of your belief. So if you want to shift, if you desire to make millions, they have got to start in your mind. They have to start in your mind that means you have to spend time thinking about them. And listen, there's nothing wrong with desiring to make millions. It's not selfish, it's not greedy, it's not any of the things that you wanna tell yourself based on the stories you've been telling yourself for years or your family or your friends wanna tell you. And here's the thing, you don't have to share with anyone your desire to have access to millions, but it does start in your mind you have to fill and believe into it that you are worthy of it and you deserve it you have to speak consistently over your life that they're on the way that's why that more than you can give spend invest and save affirmation or declaration is so important and then you have got to act like it one of the questions i'm always asking audiences that i speak to one of the topics i speak on a lot is mindset for millions and i ask them all the time what will you act like when you have access to millions? And I have people actually write it down and begin to formulate a story. And then you know what I say, start acting like that. Act like it now. And then that is how the results will show up for you. There are typically a few common money blocks that help or hinder your mindset from shifting into believing that you are worthy to have access to millions. So unworthiness is typically the first one. Getting too big or that burden of responsibility that comes along with being successful. Abandonment is another money block. What'll happen if you make too much money? Will they leave you? Unforgiveness is another money block. I'm gonna do a whole episode on unforgiveness. I love talking about forgiveness and everything that goes into forgiveness. And then can you maintain it? Is it a fluke, is a big money block? So people visualize and think about having excess, but then they get overwhelmed and concerned about what will happen if they can't keep it going, right? This is why people win the lottery and within three years they're broke again because they haven't shifted their mindset into a space of belief. And so it's almost like, I remember my dad used to say, When I was younger, like my grandfather came to visit, he would give us a dollar or as we got older, maybe five or $10. And that money would burn a hole in my pocket because I realized I watch my parents get money and it be gone in an instant. And so I told myself if I had money, it had to be gone in an instant until I flipped that script and changed the way that I looked at money. But initially I really struggled with these money blocks listen i graduated started working in corporate america my first job at mbna america bank it was bought by bank of america in 2005. i made $19,000 a year i didn't know that i could negotiate my salary i believe that because my relationship with money was that you take what you get you don't have any control you don't have any say that's the story i used to tell myself so i struggled early early within three years i had been promoted Enough times to become a vice president, my salary went up substantially to about $120,000 a year. Probably the last three or four years that I worked in corporate, that was my salary. I had a six-figure salary and that was great, except you know what? I still lived like the money was going to run out. I'm only reflecting and realizing this now, y'all. I didn't realize this then, like literally in preparing to record this episode, I started to go back to some of my own money stories. And so I was making all of this money, but I was living a lifestyle where the majority of the money was going. Now I did have 401k and I'd had savings because when I started working at 13, my dad made me put half of every paycheck in the bank. So I was accustomed to saving. So I did have money saved so that even when I quit my job in 2004 and went out on my own, I had a nice chunk of change. Now, I did blow through that money really fast, which is how I ended up eating ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly and going back to work in a job because I didn't know how to manage the money. All of this is tied to my mindset and my ability to have access money. I watched family for years. Money was the Achilles heel. There was never enough of it. And I internalized it and I made it my burden and it showed up as an adult it's what's showing up for you now as an adult but here's what we have to realize is that we don't have to work hard for money and that our ability to have more money is about alignment alignment of thought i.e mindset which is why we all need to become millions minded and focus on what it feels like to have access to millions When I was a little girl, I was probably around 11 or 12. I said I wanted to be a philanthropist. Now, I only knew that word because in seventh grade, I think it was seventh grade, we had a guest speaker who was a philanthropist. And being a philanthropist seemed really, really cool. And I learned during that talk that to be a philanthropist, you need to have a lot of money. Well, at 12 years old, I didn't have no money. (laughs) I know that was a whole bunch of broken English, but just stick with me. I had no money. I remember we were going on a field trip in the seventh grade and I went to my dad and asked him for 20 bucks so that we could buy airbrush t-shirt and acid wash jeans, shorts. You guys remember acid wash? And my dad telling me that I had to work hard for money and there was no tree out back with money on it. And just consistently internalizing that and believing I had to work hard for money. So much so that I started working at 13, that was 12, when he told me he didn't have money. And I was like, forget this, 13, you can get a job with working papers, I got a job. And I have worked, since 13, I have been working. I worked all throughout college. I took no time off from working because I used to believe that you have to work hard to make money. Now today, the way I work is way different because I am the CEO of my own company, I've got employees. And so some days I show up really, really strong and work. Other days I show up and I am ideating, like it's just entirely different today. But I also now know that I don't have to work hard in order to make money. But it took some time for me to shift into that reality. One of the things I had to realize is that it's the same energy to have a lot of money as it is to have no money. It's all about shifting your mindset. And specifically inside of your mindset, there are four mindsets that you're gonna have to shift. You're gonna have to shift your money mindset, your income mindset, money is just what money is. Income is how much you have, your financial mindset, how you look at all financials, and then your wealth mindset, how you look at the ability to have wealth. And wealth is not just financial, right? It's holistic. But each of those mindsets need to be addressed because if you don't shift those mindsets, you're gonna risk working way too hard for way too little. You're gonna risk not having access to what it is that you most desire for yourself and for your family, for your future and for your legacy. Listen, forget what you heard. It's great when a loved one passes for family to sit around and laugh and remember the memories, but that is not legacy. Legacy is financial. And if you are not leaving them change, that's a problem. That's how we got into these generational poverty situations that we're in. I want us to shift generational trajectories because we have access to wealth and we can leave wealth. One of my big dreams and visions is to be able to leave to my great grandchildren. They'll be speaking my name, not just based on the memories of my sweet potato pie or macaroni and cheese, yes, honey, They are both very good. You might want to smack somebody, but they won't be having just those memories. They'll be able to recall when they were 18 or 21, whatever we end up putting in the trust, that they got access to a lump of cash with stipulations to be able to buy their first home, start their first business, or go to college. That's what I'm talking about. And let me tell you, that won't be possible unless you become millions-minded, unless you shift the way you see yourself and therefore shift the way that you see money, right? You'll continue living in the feast and famine cycle of life, the Robin Peter to pay Paul cycle. And you'll continue to question if you're fulfilling your preordained mandate in your life. You're gonna have to make some powerful shifts in order to be able to make that happen for you. And you're gonna have to realize that you are worthy. You are not an imposter. You are not looking in on someone else's life. This is your life, you were created for this. And because you were created for it, you are worthy to experience it in fullness. All right, so what I want you to do is I'm gonna give you a series of questions. There's like three or four, maybe five. And I want you to sit and journal about the answers because this is gonna help to shift you into becoming millions-minded. Number one, when you visualize yourself as wealthy, how do you feel? when you visualize yourself as wealthy, how do you feel? Number two, what are the fears that come up when you think about money? Number three, when you get a bill, how do you act, feel, and respond? Number four, what do you think before you purchase or invest in something? And number five, if you have children, what do you tell them about money? When you visualize yourself wealthy, how do you feel? Do you have any fear around money? When you get a bill, how do you act, feel, or respond? What do you think before you purchase or invest in something? And if you have children, what do you tell them about money? I want you to take the time to answer these questions. I want you to get to the point where you start to get excited to pay your bills and are grateful that there's money enough to pay everyone you owe without any problem. That's how I want you to feel. That's how I want you to get to. And the way that that changes is by shifting your relationship with money. I'm gonna give you guys one last activity. This is like old school. I used to do this with people back in the day, but I do still think it's a great way to get that immediate shift in the way that you see money. So here you go. I want you to write down the person you love the most, your most precious loved one. Then I want you to describe your relationship with that person. So here's the sentence. When I am with X, X is the person, I feel Y. Y is however you feel and it makes me grateful for Z. Z is whatever you're grateful for. When I am with X, I feel Y and it makes me grateful for Z, okay? After you get that done, then I want you to change their name, change that X to money. And then I want you to sit in the energy of your relationship with money being like your relationship with your most prized loved one. So when I've done this exercise, the way that I felt about my loved one, I'm going to use my husband. I feel safe. He's got my back. He will never leave me. He wants the best for me. He makes me feel very secure. He makes me feel loved. When I change that to money, it tells me that money will never leave me. It'll always be there for me. It has my back. It makes me feel safe, secure, and loved. And that's the way I wanna feel about my money, right? I wanna know it's always there. I wanna know that there's nothing that I could do to not have access to money. That's love, that's agape love, unconditional love. And that is what your relationship with money needs to be like. It has to be a positive, life-affirming, respectful relationship. Because again, I say, if you believe you must work hard in order to deserve the money that comes to you, then money cannot come to you unless you work hard, but financial success or any other kind of success, it's not about hard work. It's about alignment of thoughts. So I want you to think about it. I want you to think about your parents, your centers of influence and your spouse and money. So what was your parents' behavior around money? What are your centers of influence? How do they respond when money comes up? And do you and your spouse fight about money? Or how often do you not make an investment to avoid a fight? regardless with your parents your centers of influence and your spouse you're gonna have to forgive forgive remember forgiveness is for you you're gonna have to forgive yourself for that bad money decision you made that is the reason why your relationship with money is hemmed up right now you're gonna have to do your forgiveness work so that you can unblock the flow of your funds i promise you 90 percent of the time if you have a money issue a money problem you have a forgiveness issue or a forgiveness problem, but you can shift the way you see money by seeing it before you see it so that you get to experience it. How do I become millions-minded, Darnell? Well, start talking about money as much as you can because this is gonna take the sting out of money and it's gonna limit its impact. It's gonna become normal. I love talking about money. I talk about it all the time. I like to talk about it It'll make you uncomfortable at first, but eventually it'll become a mainstream thing. When it's a mainstream thing, the amount you have is going to go up. It's going to go all the way up. You also want to spend less time with people who make you feel uncomfortable talking about money. You need to get clear on the exact amount of money you desire to live your dream life. And then my recommendation is that you sow a seed on that amount. You also should purchase something that makes you feel wealthy, whatever it is. So for me, I mean, I remember when I got my first Prada bag. Now listen, I've been a millionaire and had access to millions for several years, but it was just in 2021 that I bought a Prada bag. And then Louis Vuitton, I bought both of them last year, each of them over $3,000. I used to believe that having a purse that cost that much made no sense, but I wanted to get and surround myself with a few choice things to reinforce my wealthiness, allow myself to stay in an energy that will continue to attract money to me. And so I got my Prada, I got my Louis, I drive my BMW X7, right? We live in a gorgeous home. Things that make me feel wealthy. I'm not suggesting that you go out and spend $3,000, whatever makes you feel wealthy. But if there is something you'd like to get from Nordstrom or some other high-end store, that is going to reinforce the feeling of wealth for you, because you have to feel it in order to experience it, then do that. You also should raise your rates and write down 10 reasons why the value is there for your new price. Not to justify the price, but to actually substantiate that it is actually more than worth it. I believe that God is not holding anything back from you. I also believe that what you desire is here for you right now, To be millions-minded is to continue to walk into what it is that you most desire for yourself, for your business, for your family, and for your children's children. Remember, if you didn't come from millions, millions ought to come from you. And millions will not come from you until you become millions-minded. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. If after listening to this episode, you're ready to stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Plan for Millions bundle. One thing I know for sure is that before you can make the move, you've got to have the plan. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. Take care.